This is the Hack the Future podcast, the human stories behind courage, purpose, and imagination. Join your host, Terrence Mowry, who will guide you on the journey of reimagining the world as we know it. Where do great management ideas come from? Why do ideas with purpose make a difference in a world of change and complexity? Today, I'm delighted to join Stuart Craner and Des Dearlove. They are the co-founders of Thinkers50, a global platform and community for identifying, recognizing, and celebrating the very best in management thinking. In this exclusive recording, to mark the 20th anniversary of the first ever Thinkers50 ranking, Des and Stuart reflect on the Thinkers50 mission and discuss why ideas with purpose have the power to change the world and create a better future. Stuart Craner and Des Dearlove, co-founders of Thinkers50, a platform for the world's best management thinking. Welcome. Thank you, Terence. Good to be here. Really good, good to really good to have you both on today. Um, wanted to dive into some big questions straight away, starting off with you, Stuart. Um, first of all, congratulations! It's the twentieth uh, anniversary of the first ever Thinkers Fifty ranking, and I, I can imagine that time has gone quickly. And I wanted to ask you, you know, how has Thinkers Fifty evolved? over those last 20 years? It's a big question. And obviously, Des, you come in as well. But get a, mm. I wanted to get a sense of two things. One, how did this Thinkers50 uh, platform start the idea, the original catalyst or idea behind it? And two, you know, what have been the kind of big milestones in terms of its evolution over that 20-year timeline? Well, the starting point is Des and I have been working together for a number of years and we were business writers and um, we've written uh, and been involved in lots of book projects. And we began working with uh, leading leading business thinkers. I wrote a, a biography of Tom Peters, and we worked with yes. others like Gary Hamill. And uh, so we were getting, getting to know them. We thought, what a really interesting space. Mm. And we know the power of uh, rankings from our, our journalistic work. And we thought it would yes. be really interesting to try out a, a ranking of, of business thinkers. Yes. And so we tried it for the first time in, as you say, in, in 2001. And we were really uh, surprised by the uh, interest in it. It was on the front page of a, a UK newspaper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, well, this is, this, this is good. And this is really, really interesting. And it's interesting how, how you do the ranking. Yes. And it was also interesting, the conversations that emerged from the ranking uh, with the people we, we featured and people who wanted to be featured. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing it every two years uh, since, since then. And each time, really, it, it's got it's got bigger, and there's been generated more interest. So it started off as mm. purely an online activity. We started a website immediately, yes. and we generated lots of content and lots of discussions around around that. And over the years, it's evolved into uh, an, an event we hold every two years. Lots of other activities that go around the Thinkers Fifty. Yes, I saw that. So, for example um there's a sort of new community platform there's a co-creation of the thinkers 50 declaration of purpose des did you did you want to come in and 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 share your thoughts on that journey kind of looking back how did you both originally meet by the way we we met actually um i was commissioning articles for the times um and i was started commissioning Stuart. so we got Ah. to know each other and then we for a while we shared a column at the times um, so we would alternate between the two of us so we, we were working quite closely yes. at that point yes. and i think you know we, we'd become quite specialized in the sense that we were 
covering this this wonderful new world of you know thought leadership or management gurus if you like mm. um, and we noticed a problem mm. and the problem was by sort of the 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 uh, late 90s mm. what had started with a few sort of key books mm. you know particularly kicked off by tom peters in search of excellence yeah. but that had become a real torrent and people couldn't just couldn't keep up you know thoughtful managers just didn't have time to read everything mm. so the you know the original idea with the thinkers 50 ranking was that we would sort the wheat from the chaff if you like we would we tell people about the the kind of the nuggets of pure gold yes. as opposed to the fool's gold yes. so that we would make people's lives easier that way so it started very much as a you know a consumer guide yes. um, and our mission was to be the world's most reliable resource for identifying ranking and then sharing mm. the management ideas of our age mm. i think over time we realized that that ideas actually can make a huge difference in the world so we started off as professional skeptics, if you like, which yes. most journalists are. Yes. And then uh, gradually over time, you know, the closer we got to this, um, we, we sort of um, became converted and believers in the ideas. Um, and that's something that started yes. really with um, C.K. Prahlad, but I'm sure Stuart would like to talk to that. Yeah, I mean, C.K. Yes. Prahlad was, I mean, our first number one was uh, Peter Drucker, mm. uh, then then Michael Porter. Mm. And then the next person who was number one in the ranking was uh, C.K. Prahlad, who yes. wrote, uh, who uh, was the uh, originator of the idea of core competencies with mm. uh, Gary Hamill, and wrote a, a really important book called The Fortune at the Bottom of the Pyramid. Mm. And, and talking with, with C.K., what became clear was that his motivation in the world of management ideas was to, to really improve the world, to make mm. the world a better place. Mm. And talking to him, it became clear that uh, the, the ideas which a lot of these thinkers generated mm. had the capacity to, to indeed deliver on that, to make the world a better place. And mm. CK's book, The Fortune at the Bottom of the Pyramid, mm. really changed the way people and uh, looked at some of the poorest people in the world. They were seen as... Um, it kind of lifted the veil on their power and potential economically and, mm -hmm. and otherwise. So talking to CK really changed the way we, we viewed the world. And, and since then, really, our emphasis has been on uh, promoting and uh, highlighting great ideas, which we think have the capacity to, mm -hmm. to really make the world a better place one, one way or another. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can argue about, you can always argue about the, the quality of the ideas or the practical nature of the ideas yes. we promote. But um, that's our basic uh, rationale. We want to highlight ideas that have the power to uh, improve things. And I know that two core beliefs, one, ideas have the power to change the world, two, new thinking can create a better future. And Stuart, I wanted to ask you a question. I remember just before the pandemic, I was I was actually on a plane and I picked up a copy of BA High Life, their sort of in-house magazine. And I, I read one of your articles and all these names, you know, sort of management gurus, Amy Webb, Rita McGrath, Amy Edmondson, uh, Hal Gregerson. And in it, you write about the sort of the dominance of American management thinking. And I wanted to get your sense and Des's viewpoint as well on, you know, why is the the sort of the American management thinking still so pervasive in our lives around the world? Well, I think it was kind of, it, it did have control over the market. I think yes. uh, when we started the Thinkers 50, virtually everyone we featured on the ranking uh, was American. There was mm. a very small number of Europeans, perhaps. But I think over the last uh, century and a bit, since um, Henry Ford developed the production line and uh, mm. 
Frederick, Frederick Taylor developed scientific management and the first business schools were developed in, in America. Mm. The, the history of management uh, and the way organizations are constructed has been seen as a, an American story and American best practice has mm. led the way. Um, there's been a few incursions. I mean, Japanese management was yes. popular in the 1980s and, and 90s, but largely it's been seen as an American story and, and a white American story. Mm. And I think that's changed over the certainly 20 years we've been doing Thinkers 50, and especially mm. over the last 10 years. Mm. Uh, our ranking is now true, truly global. Um, yes. there all, there's still a lot of Americans on it, yes. but uh, a bigger uh, ethnic mix of, of, of Americans, I would say, and this will be clear when we announce the new ranking mm. in, in, on November the 16th. Yes. Uh, and that will be the most global and the most ethnically mixed ranking we've, we've ever announced. Yes. So it's, it's been seen as an American story, but I think that is changing. There's it's a great a book mm. about African-American management history mm. written by um, uh, Leon Prieto and Simone Phipps, which came out a couple of years ago, mm. um, which has changed the, which kind of re, rewrites history and, mm. and corrects history. Mm. And there's great work, which we've also highlighted by two New Zealand academics, mm. Stephen Cummings and Todd Bridgman, about sustainable management. And that mm. questions the, the very history of management and mm. suggests that uh, management is, is timeless and, and universal and that all nations have a, um, a tradition and interpretation of management. Yes. And I think that's becoming clearer. So it's becoming mm. less uh, American dominated mm. as, as time goes on. And, uh, you know, Des, from your perspective, um, some of the big event themes for the Gala Awards on the 15th and 16th of November. So, you know, creating a curious culture, for example, beyond rules, activists at work. Do you want to share a bit more about, you know, the sort of the principles and, and the guiding principles and the, the idea behind these themes? Yeah, sure. I think, I mean, I have to say, I think it's the most exciting. Mm, um, it looks program. amazing, by the way. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think it, it, it's, you know, it's, it's taken a real huge leap forward. But mm. I'm sitting here with a pile of um, the latest management books on my desk. And mm. I can, you know, just looking at some of the titles, which I'll tell you in a minute, uh, you know, very exciting. <laughs> They're getting better and, and better lots of the people titles, are, you know, so, Yeah, lots of the people are appearing um, in the program. But I think um, trying to understand where we fit in, we, we, mm. we see ourselves... So if, if you can imagine, you know, sort of a, a classic Venn diagram mm. and, on, and on the one circle, you've got you've got thinkers, but the, but we lean towards the practical thinkers, people so are writing practical application. You know, yeah, we don't want we, we're interested in theory, but we really want exactly we want we yes. want ideas that can be put into practice and that can actually make a difference in the world. Yes. So if you can imagine that circle, then you've got another circle where you think about managers, mm. business leaders, but managers specifically you know, and, and specifically the more thoughtful managers, people who are, who are interested in ideas and open to fresh ways of thinking. Mm. And where those two circles meet and overlap, that's mm. our sweet spot. That's where yes. the Thinkers 50 It's almost like a, it reminds me of a sort of ikigai model for Thinkers 50. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, we, 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 want, we want thoughtful managers. Where, where thoughtful managers meet, you know, practical thinkers. That's, that's where yes. we are. Um, so some of the some of the books on my sitting on my desk are some of the people that we've you know featured in recent times. So I've mm. got Net Positive, the Paul Polman yes, and Andrew Winston book, yes. which you know at a time when we're you know when we're discussing climate change, mm. um, and, and we're looking to our leaders to to 
to you know chart a way forward that's clearly a very important book at the moment yes i've got uh, the long game dory clark's new book oh, yes. which again speaks to the paul polman um you mm. know former ceo of unilever he's the guy that tried to break unilever away from the mm. quarterly reports and the you know always having to um sort of worry about what wall street thought mm. every three months and he tried to break away from that and mm. dory clark's talking about the long game i've got the Heart of Business with Hubert mm. Jolly, who's the former chairman and CEO of Best Buy, who's also appearing at the Thinkers 50 Gala. Yes. Um, we've got Reed Hastings, the yes. CEO of Netflix, coming. So, you know, it's, fantastic. A, it's got this fantastic lineup. Mm. And it, it really captures that zeitgeist, these big management themes of inclusivity, uh, sustainability, and, you know, this idea of uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion as well. And, I know that in October, October the 13th and 14th, just looking back for a few moments, because it provides, I think, good context as well. You, um, there was a ideas premiere pre-event. It was almost like a foretaste. And there were business leaders such as Piyush Gupta, CEO of DBS, uh, business thinkers such as Amy Edmondson. What were the big takeaways from that premiere, uh, sort of ideas premiere pre-event? We got a lot of traction. We, mm. we had a we had a fantastic session with Amy Edmondson mm. um, and um, Thomas um, Chimero um, Pre Music. Yes, and uh, and and we titled it, you know, sort of slightly, you know, out there. We just said, you know, arrogant leaders yes. and the damage they cause. Yes, and that yes. that got a lot of traction, and that was, you know, that was brilliant. Um, mm. I mean, your own work, yes, uh, Terence. You know, you you talk about the leadership mindset. You yes, know, your three D leadership. This mm. stuff, this particular point, this not taking a risk is a risk, mm. I think, which is one of your kind of main <laughs> messages. You. That so resonates, particularly, you know, with what's going on with climate change. And, yes. the, you know, we have to take this opportunity. We, we need leaders mm. who are prepared to admit they don't have all the answers, but are, are willing to be brave, I think, and courageous at this point. Mm. It, it resonates so strongly with me, as you know, Des, and I, I know there were other themes. So employee uh, experience imperatives, reimagining capitalism, ecosystems thinking. Stuart, tell me more about that one, because that's a really interesting one right now. And there's a, 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 often I find with a lot of these terms, sometimes they become buzzwords, they lose their specificity. Um, you know, what do you mean by open to ecosystems thinking? I mean, there's always been ecosystem. Mm. Um, and in a business ecosystem is a bit like its biological uh, counterpart. And it gradually moves from a random collection of elements to a more structured community. And that's what we're, we're, we're talking about with yes. ecosystems. Yes. And it's applicable to virtually all industries and, and, and all situations. Mm. And it's basically... a, a a kind of further understanding of the relationships which exist in organizations mm. and between organizations. So there's ecosystems of customers, there's ecosystems of suppliers, and broader ecosystems are, around companies. Uh, our interest in ecosystems was started by uh, learning more about the Chinese white goods manufacturer, Hire. Yes. The, the big, biggest white goods company in the, in the world. Mm. And they're champions of ecosystems. And when you go and visit Hire, it's it, it's bewildering really what it's difficult to tell what's going on and who answers to who and and there's lots of fuzzy and ambiguous relationships yeah and they're really committed to building ecosystems mm. as a way of organizing their, their company mm. so i think it's a very more there's very interesting a very dynamic yes. less hierarchical mm. uh way forward 
mm. and it creates dynamic relationships and, and conversations yes. with uh, a broader uh, range of uh, real people and organizations. Mm. So I think it's a really interesting really way interesting. of uh, look, looking at, at organizations. Mm. But, and it's a world away from the, the tra traditional organizations. I mean, I think the, mm. the issues De Des raised mm. and uh, make, make it clear that the, the agenda has shifted. And I think the mm. pandemic has uh, moved things forward considerably. Mm. That we're looking what kind of organizations, I think the the discussion about what kind of organizations we're going to create and want to create yes. has, has, has really changed. So we're talking about, I know Megan Rates, who's appearing at our event, talks about activist employees and has mm. done research in that area. We've got Amy Edmondson, who appeared this at the October event, safety. talking about the fearless mm. organization. Mm. And so I think the, the agenda has, has really changed. And... I think uh, the discussion leaves it wide open. What kind of organizations are, are we trying to create? Mm. And, and this segues really nicely for our listeners that have not yet uh, or want to attend um, you know, the, the gala program. You know, what type of experience can they expect in terms of the format, the journey uh, and the, you know, the visceral experience? If it's their first time, I, I think you know it, it, the. I mean, under other circumstances, we would we would be gathering all these great thought leaders into into a room. That's just yes. simply not been possible this time because mm. obviously we all know why mm. because of the travel restrictions. Mm. But um, it does mean that this. I think last time in two thousand and nineteen, when we held the awards gala, we had people from over thirty five countries came to um, came to London. Mm. The great it's thing, black tie as well, isn't it? It was black tie. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yes, no, we do, yes. we do the whole, we do the whole thing. We, we just, you know, the Financial Times describes it as the Oscars of management thinking. Yes. Um, and um, but we can beat that this time because mm. the great thing about being totally virtual is that it, you know it's totally global. Yes. So you know we're looking forward to it being you know the most global one we've ever done. In terms of the experience, we try not to make it. We try to make it um, something you can, if you want to sit and you know watch everything you can but it's it's nicely hopefully broken down into smaller parts because mm. i mean i think you know when you're watching something virtually you, you want to have be able to take some breaks mm. so we've got a lot of in conversation we've got people like um adam grant and dan pink and then your all joining us dropping in virtually to have mm. conversations and the conversations are structured around sort of the future of management you mentioned mm. um the declaration of purpose yes we're very clear that we want to we want to make a statement about what management can bring to the world and, mm. and about our, our values mm. um so i think it's going to be a very exciting journey there's some plenary sessions which are structured into the program but there's also these conversational pieces um we've got a virtual cocktails hour you know Fantastic. it's it's a bit of fun as well yeah so interactive immersive and like you say some great um thought leaders uh, and, and thinkers coming in from all over the world virtually yeah Stuart yeah and it should be it should be really good it, well, it should be very very different mm. I mean our, our emphasis as Des said has always been on conversations and bringing people together mm. and one of, one of the things that Thinkers 50 has done accidentally uh, initially but deliberately now is, is build a community of the world's leading uh, biz business thinkers and yes. The, we hope that this event will uh, cement that place and carry on the, the debate and, and dialogue. Mm. Um, I mean, it's interesting in, in, the, in this world of, of, of ideas, a lot of the thinkers 
even though their ideas might overlap, often yeah. they're quite isolated from each other. They don't necessarily know each other. Mm-hmm. And so this gives them an opportunity to uh, uh, pick other people's brains and learn learn from other, learn yes. from other other people. And uh, I think that that that's really powerful. And as as they said, this this makes it tr- truly global as well. The fact yes. that virtual becomes truly global. What's interesting about um, the virtual element is that it's is also truly democratic. Mm. I mean, in a in in a big big auditorium, and mm. you've got a question, you raise your hand at the back, and you've probably not got much chance of. Uh, putting the question to the, to the thinker mm. but uh, with our events if you ask a good question it doesn't matter where you are in the world mm. that uh, you, you you can pose it to one of the world's leading thinkers so it, yes. i think the, the quality of the conversation and yes. dialogue is the important thing it's the sort of catalytic conversations conversations with great outcomes and it reminds me of that uh, mantra you know plans inform and stories inspire and i think it will be rich with stories insights but also you know, that sort of insight into practical application Des, I wanted to ask you, um, now, my niece is a big fan of your Archie Green trilogy. (laughs) And it's a great series of books. And there is a a connection here with management thinking in terms of like the huge power of thinking like a kid. And I wanted to ask you, you know, what can leaders learn from kids? Gosh, um, I, I think you're right. I think there is a connection. And I think, um, you know, there, there are lots of things we can learn from kids. But chief among them, I would say, is that is that sense of curiosity. Yes. That children have that willingness to to, you know, to, to try something new and to think new thoughts and to be open to the world. And sadly, I think that's one of the things that. Um, dare I say it, that, that our education system mm. sometimes knocks out of us. Yes. I mean, I remember, you know, primary school, we're, we're full of wonder. Mm. And then something happens when you get to secondary school, at least my secondary school, mm. where, where it just it just sort of that stuff, you're not encouraged to um, to be creative so much anymore mm. or to be so curious. Mm. But I think I think um, kids retain that. And I think that's that definitely is the curiosity mm. and the sense of wonder that we can take. But we also obviously have a huge responsibility to them. Um, mm. Again, you know, not too much of it, but well, you can't make too much of it, can you really? The, you know, the, 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 the challenges at the moment mm. in terms of climate change yes. and what we owe yes. to the next generation, they, they, will, they will stand in judgment over what, what this generation of leaders does. Yes. And, and, e- and equally in, in the spirit of inclusivity, Stuart, your fantastic book, um, Atlantic Crossing, I wanted to ask you, so, you know, sailing the Atlantic, you know, what was that like and what can leaders learn from taking risks and, and stepping out of their comfort zones? Because we hear a lot about getting comfortable with discomfort and discomfort being one part of growth and learning. And just from your insights of that experience and writing that book yeah, and, and the sort of relationship with risk. Yeah, um, well, we should clarify the the plug for um, Desi's book. Um, Desi's books, the, the Archie Green series of books, is written by D.D. Everest. Ah, okay. If you, if you want, if you want to check it out, yes. Uh, I think Desi Des is right about curiosity. I think somebody we feature in the Thinkers Fifty, Francesca Gino That's from it. Harvard Business School, mm. has done research uh, on curiosity, and I think she says that the four advantages of cu- benefits of curiosity are mm. fewer decision making errors. Uh, more innovation and positive changes in both creative and non-creative jobs, mm. reduced group conflict and more open communication and better team performance. Mm. So curiosity has got uh, a lot going for it. Yes. Um, thank you for also plugging my... Uh, <laughs> You're welcome. 
my mind-changing book, uh, Atlantic Crossing. Um, it's good to get out of your comfort zone, yes. I think, is, 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 is what I learned from that. Um, but they are called comfort zones for a reason. Yes. And it is very uncomfortable removing yourself from your comfort zone. And I think a, a lot of what the, the ideas we talk about actually kind of work, human nature works against them. Mm. I mean, a, a lot of the thinkers we, we feature talk about transformation and change. Mm. But actually, um, human beings and uh, organizations peopled by human beings are uh, very loath to change. Mm. They're very loath to leave their comfort zones. Mm. So thinking out tactics and uh, motivations for people to leave their comfort zones is one of the great mm. challenges of uh, management and leadership, I think. Yes, it's, it's, um, it reminds me of this saying, be more lobster, this idea that a lobster goes through a, a sort of transformation process of exodysis where it has to break out of its shell in, in order to grow and it needs to, be, needs to embrace discomfort and almost vulnerability is one half of growth and it's uh, yeah it resonated with me be, be more lobster and i wanted to ask you both sort of our final five minutes tell me more ab about the sort of the different awards um on that gala for the gala events on the 15th and 16th of november for example they've got the talent award digital award can you tell me more yeah. about the kind of spread the spectrum of different awards that are going to be well, we uh, should yes we should yeah of course yeah we should probably clarify actually because we as i said at the start we we began with the thinker swifty um the global ranking which, mm. which was we kicked off in 2001 but we actually we actually produce four lists now so there's the ranking yes then we have we do a radar list so every january we produce a list of the up and coming um thinkers you you know about yes. that uh, and then um and we also have the hall of fame which is sort of the other end as people kind of join the mount rushmore of um of management thinking as they you know once they become sort of legends yes. and they, they go up to the they're kind of you know yeah the uh, so hall was, of the gods is that like invoking the spirit of yeah. uh, uh, peter drucker absolutely yes. absolutely yeah. quite but then we also have i mean 2011 we introduced the distinguished achievement awards yes which are are our effectively are our oscars mm. um so there's an award for for example innovation on which um mm. you know the first uh recipient of that was um clay christensen mm. um you know disruptive innovation so that set the uh, the bar very high with that one um there's an award for leadership person making the biggest contribution over the last two years in in terms of how we think about leadership yes. there's an award for digital thinking mm. um there's an award for um well we have a a, a special one which is mm. the ck prala breakthrough ah, yes idea award which again was as we referenced earlier was was inspired by um ck and 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 the effect that he had on our thinking as well mm. um and then there's the um coaching and mentoring award yes uh, that Stuart, by, uh, what, what marshall goldsmith yeah that's yes. right um and there's the ideas into practice award which uh, celebrates yes. um the ideas we, we celebrate being actually put to work um so amongst the uh people shortlisted for that award is uh Payush gupta from uh, dbs bank in singapore who's mm. uh, transformed the bank into the best ranked bank bank in the world mm. so we're always looking out for uh the practical application of ideas mm. and we also have a lifetime achievement award uh people who tuned into our event in october would have seen a one hour in conversation with philip kotler who's mm. the recipient of this year's lifetime achievement award yes. uh, it's a really brilliant hour hour long conversation with phil kotler who's not now 90 years old mm. and 
Gosh. Uh, telling the story, basically, he tells the story of modern marketing and uh, his role in its creation. So uh, Phil Kotler follows in the footsteps of Rosebeth Moskanta, Tom Peters, Charles Handy, Henry Mintzberg, Ikujira mm. uh, Nanaka, people who have celebrated with our Lifetime yes. Achievement Award. Yes. How do our listeners connect with Thinkers 50 and, and, and is there still the opportunity to attend the virtual gala event on the 15th and 16th of November? Yes. Great. Um, in, in short. <laughs> of course. No, we, 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 you know, the, the, the more the merrier. We, you know, we welcome people. We, um, yes. All the details are on our website, okay. thinkers50.com. Yes. Um, and, um, yeah, and, we, and we're always open for, uh, to be introduced to new thinkers, and you can recommend thinker, thinkers to us. Um, and as Des said, in January, we'll be announcing the new radar list of thinkers Great. to look out for in 2022, and then we'll be having a weekly webinar in partnership with Deloitte, mm. um, which will be broadcast from, from January featuring these uh, exciting new things. And do you, is there a plan for both of you to publish any new books yourselves over the next couple of years? Uh, well, through Thinkers 50, we've just, we're just publishing a book called Perpetual Transformation. Uh, that's in partnership with our uh, uh, long-term partner for the Strategy Award, the Brightline Bright Initiative. Line, yes. That's the fifth book we're, we've done with them. Um, we've just published a book on ecosystems, um, mm -hmm. which is available free of charge as a, as, a, as a free download from the Business Ecosystem Alliance website. Mm -hmm. So we're, we're always involved in, in book projects. Yes. Um, and, we, and we will be uh, involved in even more in 2022. Final uh, closing moments for both uh, you, Stuart and Des. When you sort of the last last 19 months has been this uh, sort of extreme period of liminality, one foot in a pre-COVID world, one foot in a, a post-COVID world. And when you reflect back on the, on the last 20 years uh, and then think about the next 20 years, how do you see Thinkers 50 continuing to evolve for tomorrow's world? I, I, th I think that this, it's been a, 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 a very formative, you know, 18 months. Yes. I, mean, I think we've all, you know, I mean, I know a lot of people have, have, have been through, you know, some terrible experiences and, and lost um, loved ones. But there has to be some good that comes from this. And yeah. I think it's an opportunity to reset it certainly pushed us in a different direction. We had to pivot, you know, like a lot of people in our world, when when the pandemic first sort of, you know, took hold, um, everything was becalmed, all our diaries emptied. Mm. Um, and we had to make a decision then about whether we would simply pull in our horns and sort of hope and wait, wait for the storm to pass over us, mm. or whether we, you know, we actively tried to do something. Mm. So we step, we chose to step into that space and try to, um, you know, support the community. Yes, We put on an event um, with um, our friends at um, Outthinker Strategy Network, yes. um, Kai and Krippendorf. Um, and, and Zach there. And we, we did 24 hours of, um, you know, 24 management um, thinkers um, in 24 hours, um, going from Australia right across uh, the globe um, mm, through to um, California where we finished. Yes. And, and I think we were, we were genuinely um, pleased, but, mm. but also sort of slightly surprised that mm. people all over the world followed us through the time zones. We, we made we, we we reached out and made some of those um, places available mm. for you know entrepreneurs in Africa and, and all mm. sorts of people who wouldn't normally get to join in those conversations. I think that's the future for Thinkers Fifty it's is exciting. to extend the community. Yes, um, I said before our mission is to you know to identify 
um, rank and share. And that sharing part, yes. sharing ideas, I think that's the future for us. I think the sense of community, we're, we're much less a ranking mm. or a set of lists, mm. much more a community now. Mm. And I think that's the direction of travel for us. Mm. Um, it, I, I hope in the future years we'll be better known, better funded and, and yes. hopefully better managed yes. as well. But, um, you know, the aspiration mm. is to reach more people and make a bigger impact in the world. And that emphasis on um, community, co-creation, it's I think, it, again, it, it really captures the, the zeitgeist and gets, gets you know, the, that tailwind of what people are looking for, which is a sense of belonging a sense of togetherness. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, I think the, yes. the pandemic's made clear that how we work need, needs to change. Mm. And uh, think we want Thinkers 50 to be part of that, that change. Mm. Final call to action, Stuart and Des, any sort of final call to action from yourselves today? Any final message that you'd like to leave with our listeners? There's nothing so practical as a, as a great idea. And the ideas that we feature at Thinkers 50 are ideas that l make the world a better place and make for better organisations. So we're always open to new ideas. And as the late, great Clay Christensen said, that, that, that management can be the noblest of professions if it's done properly, because it, it allows other things, it allows change, and it allows the, the human race to move forward. And I think it's really important that we remember that. Very good. I, I better do one as well. This is not the end of the conversation. It's not the beginning of the end, but it might be the end of the beginning. Stuart Craner and Des Dearlove, co-founders of Thinkers 50. Thank you so much. Terence, thank you for having us. Thank you, Terence. Today's problems can't be solved with yesterday's thinking. From purpose at work and creating cultures of courage to beyond rules and activists, my conversation with Stuart and Des reaffirmed to me two core beliefs. One, ideas have the power to change the world. Two, new thinking and new mindsets can create a better future. Thinkers Fifth's mission to co-create a global community of thinkers and doers has never been more urgent and more welcome. Remember to check out the Thinkers 50 community at www.thinkers50.com and the gala awards events on the 15th of November. See you there.